Woof. What the fuck's going on down there? Last week we had one too where I was like, hey guys, a big reveal was last week. What do you think? Also, oh, there's a fresh reveal this week. So now we have the last carryover of that, which is some more reveals, but from Hong Kong, not San Diego, but they still carry over one more because they're relevant. Hi, Seth. Welcome to WTF at TFW. Hi. Welcome. I'm still mad about something. Yep. I'm still mad what? that these Diamond Select Muppet figures, they canceled Dr. Teeth and Zoot, and they still haven't offered them again. They're probably never going to do it. I got the whole rest of the band. I need Dr. Teeth and Zoot. Wait, they made the other band and they're not making those guys? Yeah, I got all the rest of the band here. I got Janice and Floyd, and I got Animal. All right. And there's right, and Doctor Teeth and Zoot was up for pre-order, and then the pre-order was canceled. When they they canceled Diamond Select, what are you doing to me? You're garbage, Diamond Select toys. You're garbage. Okay, that's actually harsher than what I was going to say. Because what I was going to say is my my experience secondhand with Diamond Select has been don't rely on them to finish anything, and don't rely on anything they put out to be good. Uh, look for for happy one-off surprises. Uh, and it, it, that is a real shame to hear that they they got out most of the band, but not the actual leader of the band. Yeah, uh, that's Zoot. that's a real shame. <laughs> also, I saw those figures in person; they looked okay, but like the price on those. I know we talked about this before. The price in those Diamond Select Muppet figures felt insane to me when I saw them in the package. But I think that might be because the package was also like fifteen times bigger than it needed to be. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like, Diamond Select <laughs> packaging, so it's yeah. huge. I also don't get that either. Like, I, I get it. I guess it works in that we know what Diamond Select is when we see it. But especially with those Muppet figures, I'm just sitting there going, like, would this actually have cost a buck less if these were just in a form-fitting box? Like, I don't know. I was very unimpressed when I saw their Pacific Rim stuff, especially when everyone said, well, theirs is better painted. And then I saw it in person, and it was like... It's, like, better painted in the way NECA stuff is supposed to be better painted, where 1 in 10 is better painted, but the other 9, like, they missed with the dry brush, but they put it all in packaging anyway. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's all a very similar product. Uh, that's a joke. Um, Seth, I wanted to open up, actually, with a listener question this week. Are you feeling up for some listener all questioning? All right. I think I could handle that. All right. I hope we this do a good job. I know we will, because this one's coming in hot fresh from Malunus underscore T. Long-time no. listener. Uh, One-time YouTube uploader of select <gasps> segments of the podcast. Uh, and then uh, his, his channel's unfortunately down, but it was actually not relevant to our podcast. It was relevant to, like, some connected channel. That was a while ago, but the, it all just popped back into my head. Anyway, Malunus says, With the upcoming Cyberverse cartoon and War for Cybertron line, I can't help but feel Transformers picks some of the most generic titles. Robots in Disguise, for example, was also used for an anime, a comic, and a Transformers Prime toy line. Surely one of those two new series could have been called Transformers Chronicles or something. There's lots of words they yet to use and words they've used plenty do you suppose hasbro just approves of the titles without second thought i would assume they'd care how easy it is to find online and with war for cybertron or robots in disguise i can see that being a bit difficult for some consumers uh i 
as of them calling a cartoon Cyberverse after Cyberverse was a nebulous price point twice, I definitely see where this question is coming from. Um, and I, I, I definitely have a, a corporate answer for it. But Seth, the the Transformers definitely likes a certain very select number of key phrases that they tend to go to a lot. I would say. Yeah, I think they're banking on recognition. Um, robots in disguise slash more than me to the eye. Those are both lines from the song that has been around since the beginning. Um, those are also phrases that when used as subtitles help explain the concept if somebody isn't familiar. Um, so like I totally get why those things would get recycled repeatedly. Um, mm-hmm. Cyberverse, yeah, like that's that's a little more like why are we using Cyberverse? But um, like it's a word they own, which yeah. I, and it's a neat sounding word. It's just like because I even think with robots in disguise and like like robots in disguise specifically has now been like he he said it. It's been the the name of an anime dub. It was the name of an ongoing comic until a cartoon came out called Robots in Disguise. After it was also the name of a Transformers Prime toy line. So, like, in the span of, like, f- six years, there were three separate things called Robots in Disguise. Uh, and, like, my corporate answer is, like, obviously, this does make tracking all this stuff in Legacy, like, really difficult. I think the corporate answer is, well, none of it was on the shelves at the same time. Specifically, the comic got changed, its name got changed from Robots in Disguise to just Transformers so that it wouldn't be so confusing and it's like that in and of itself was also confusing but that's the corporate reason why is that is none of these names are on the shelf at the same time in multiple places but yeah and in their record keeping they could just be sticking a year on yeah but like the cyberverse cartoon is the bulk of that story is supposed to be like bumblebee's recovered memories chronicles would have been a fantastic name for it and also would have sounded cool uh the new generations line is called siege of the war for cybertron trilogy <laughs> which is going to so the next two generation lines are also going to be like something colon war for cybertron after we had a game called war for cybertron and a, a subline in we had generations colon war for Cybertron once already and like yeah it's understandable in, on a corporate level and frustrating on a creative level because it, it in conjunction with the way the evergreen designs are kind of like and we're falling into we've talked about this before Seth like the whole thing of like we've come up with these you know really cool looking like evergreen designs that are mostly G one characters as you remember them it's like the the nostalgia of Transformers is turning into more of a vortex than it already was uh and with like re- repetitious line names as well like that's kind of just another symptom of it I think um. And I, I don't see it changing right now, but I, I think it's going to be a big moment when someday we get a thing where it's like Transformers colon a new word, and it'll be really exciting for at least a day. Because yeah, <laughs> robots in disguise has to go away as far as being a, a name of a whole thing. Like it can be a tagline, but it's, it's everywhere. Like more than meets the eye, at least has only been a comic book, and that's it. So that's got that's got some leg room. That's got a whole other six years on it if they want to use it for fifteen other things. <laughs> um. Anyway, speaking of the nostalgia vortex, Seth, they also revealed some new masterpiece toys, uh, with that fresh old new old masterpiece look, as I'm calling it. 
Um, and recently, like, what really kicked this up is we got some official images of uh, the new Masterpiece Wheeljack recolor, the MP Plus version done up in animation colors, where they're removing all of that livery from the, the car mode, and he's being colored like he looked in the cartoon, and finally we're getting a look at the vehicle mode, which was the big question for a lot of people. Is, is that going to look like the cartoon vehicle all perfect and stuff? And I think it does which makes this the most interesting of these MP pluses they've done so far. Cause this looks way different than the sideswipe or the prowl that they, they've got coming out. Uh, I think it looks really cool. And, and like I said, when we talked about this last episode, like I think that, that Wheeljack gets the most out of this cause, cause his palette just looks a lot different as opposed to sideswipe and prowl. You kind of have to look at them for a sec side by side to get it. So I'm, I'm into this and it makes them match up pretty well with, the current state of the masterpiece but i don't know seth have, uh, have you gotten a look at uh, at i guess flat wheel jack yes and i know i got wheel jack originally mm-hmm. i know i got it i didn't open it right away and then i moved i can't find it so I'll probably end up getting this just because I apparently lost my wheel jack. Either it's, how, how serendipitous. <laughs> either it's buried in a box, and it's been driving me crazy. Like every couple of weeks, I go digging through boxes looking for the thing. Can't find yeah. it. So either it's buried in a box that I haven't dug through, and there's only so many of those, or... A thought crossed my mind that maybe my roommate at the time swiped it, but I don't know why he would have. Is this is this um, roommate that I recall that I have I have yes. commented on before? Yes. Well, you know what he he doesn't necessarily need to have a smart logical reason to do a thing. Uh, but he's kind of just for all of his faults and problems. That doesn't seem like the sort of thing he would do. Hmm. So, yeah, I'll probably have to get this just to replace my lost wheeljack. And I'm I'm happy about that. If I find it, then I'll probably pass on getting this version. Hmm. Probably. It's still pretty superfluous if you already have a wheeljack. It's just like... It's the third, MP, no, the fourth MP plus they're doing, but it's the first one that like really looks different to me. Yeah, like it's different enough that like I don't feel like I'm I'm hitting uh, any redundancy level if I do pick it up. And it, it helps that like the silhouette of the original Wheeljack was so cartoony, uh, not perfectly cartoony, but quite cartoony. Yeah. Um, so he he can he can actually look very different with this you know new color scheme. Um. So yeah, I'm 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 pretty into it so far. I'm also kind of into that MP Plus Prowl they showed off that most people I think have forgotten about, where they they mostly just made the windows more blue, but that it actually had quite an effect on him. Although that might also just be my whole thing of wanting to own every single version of the masterpiece Fair Lady, because uh-huh. uh, I like that toy a lot. Um, but Seth, that wasn't the only uh, the only reveal. That's just the reveal that had it new photos wasn't. today. There were some other reveals, and I there wanted to, to bump through them with you a bit. Yeah, they, they kind of just they added, like, they still haven't shown a painted version of that new Optimus, but then they just took a painted Masterpiece Hound that we've never heard about and just dropped it in that cabinet in robot mode. Um, wherever the hell that guy came from. 
So Masterpiece Hound is looking actually more done than that Optimus is. <laughs> um and and uh you know i think i think it looks pretty cool i think there's parts of, like he looks we we deduced last week there's a whole bunch on him that looks like it wasn't actually fully transformed um like you, you know those those uh and i forgot what they're called uh aaron knew because he's an engineer but those things that stick out next to his his headlights that would be over the the tires fenders the fenders like you can see a double joint yeah kind of in the shadow under them where clearly they would fold in a bit tighter if they used that double joint most probably uh there was some other stuff we kind of id'd that looked like it wasn't quite finished on him but you know this was for a cabinet uh at, at just like a i wasn't gonna say i was about to say at some second tier show that's not san diego comic-con this show might actually be bigger i don't know i, I don't actually know what the show is um oh no i thought this was acghk this is wonderfest this is top tier these guys should have known what they were doing yeah. uh seth how how you feeling hey. either way about this hound? Um, I will get it because I gotta. Um, yeah. But I'm a little mm, on him just because he seems so flat, like almost gone too far animated with the mm, flatness like the and lack of detail. A lot of that being in the legs, would you say? A lot in the legs on him, like that, well, like the hood that is like his shoulders mm. that his head's sticking out of, just his big flat bumper, everything's very flat. The The winch on his chest could, mm. could have used a little bit more detail, just like, I don't actually... mind the card, like a little more cartoonishness as, as it's been trending but similar to uh ironhide has a lot of just big flat spaces mm -hmm. um so i i don't hate it i'm not mad about it um but i'm not as hyped for him as i have been for some other masterpiece figures I was just scrolling down because right in the thread, someone had just posted a screen cap of Hound, and I noticed the winch thing on Animation Hound, at least in that screen cap, actually has a lot more detail on it um, mm -hmm. than the one on the physical toy. So you're uh, you're not actually that's not an unreasonable thing to ask for on on this Hound if you're if we're gonna be all like the people who want to reference a screen cap, um, which also I think shows that those fender things are supposed to be down a little bit more, so they'll probably do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of curious. Maybe if in person there's going to be a little more like visual heft to him, or if maybe there's you know, with with those fenders folded down, is there more of an optical trick that's pulled with having them? Like the top of the hood's flat, and there's nothing that's going to be done about that. Like you can just see it plainly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't mind it in the same way I didn't really mind it on on Ironhide. But like it's a it's not something I could possibly say is not true because it's right there. Also his yeah. like his thighs also his thighs actually are the ones that stick out to me the most um, as being literally just slats and the only line detail on them looks like it's for the thigh swivel. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping we get to see some Jeep mode shots uh, sooner than later. What with this painted one already being done, I was I was hoping those would actually show up with vehicle mode shots of that that wheel jack. Um, but yeah, we're uh, we're still waiting for some more news on Hound here. Um, 
We also got another look at that new Masterpiece Optimus in grayscale uh, with the shoulders probably not transformed, right? Because they're sticking out all over the place. Uh, but we also got to look at the vehicle mode. And uh, it's like I said, it's, it's a, he's got a real good robot head and a real nice looking back half of that vehicle mode that does not look a whole lot like robot legs, which is a, a sort of pleasant change of pace for a Masterpiece Optimus Prime. Um, but Seth, uh, this is our, our, probably our clearest look at the guy so far. How's he striking you now? Uh, good. Still good. Um, now did we see colorized pictures before? Not official. Those were were just somebody photo colored them. Yeah. Yeah. They were, what do you call Digibashed. Digibashed. Um, yeah, I think it's a good update to to bring prime more in line with uh with the style they're gearing towards um Mm -hmm. again i'll probably get it because i need all the masterpiece optimus primes (laughs) Um, yeah that's what that's what you know that's that's seth the masterpiece optimus prime collector as they know him yeah and they they do seem to be making improvements with each iteration so uh yeah i feel positive about it He's definitely not, I mean, he is redundant in that he's another Optimus Prime, but he's doing so many things completely different that, to me, he's not actually redundant. He's just, they're yeah. filling in that that one other major extreme. If you want one that looks more like the toys, MP10 already does that excellently, yeah. uh, especially the well, Jakara version. Yeah, and and these, this gray photo of him in a robot mode, um, you get to look at um hound from another angle mm-hmm. and it does look like there's a little more going on with that chest winch from this angle but mm, yeah but it's still flat but, on that front yeah. panel yeah yeah and you could see his feet in this picture and so his feet have all kinds of chunk and contour and whatnot on them which just makes how flat his shins and thighs are stand out more I agree. I don't know the animation model that well, so I, I haven't. I need to look at it. I kind of wish the feet were smoother to match the thighs. Yeah. Um, like you can see right there on Ratchet. Like I wish that it was more like Ratchet's lower legs. Like if you're gonna do the box thighs, then like do box everything that's connected to them. Yeah. Um, box it out. Yeah, and like these are, you know. For me, at least, these, this is also a real minor aesthetic quibble that's not like me. It's not my game breaker as to whether or not I want the toy. It's just like, I, I said this last episode, Hound is naturally one of the messiest of the 84 Autobots in a visual sense. Uh, in like every way, shape, and form. So this is also might be part of it. I don't know. But uh, the other thing I'm also noticing is like Hound has got these folded down re- like side mirrors on those fenders, and those things are are not subtle whatsoever. That actually <laughs> looks really messy. Like all that folded down beige stuff uh, looks messy as hell. <laughs> so there you go. I got crits on Hound. Ooh, you pwned him. That's right. He can't fight back. He's not even alive. Um. But yeah, those wow. those were the masterpiece reveals for the most part. So uh, masterpiece is trucking on. It's got lots of G one coming, and it's got another Beast Wars piece coming uh, over the next like you know year or so. Uh, if you're just sticking a masterpiece, I got good news for you. You got toys coming out. Hey, 
Uh, and that brings us to another listener question, Seth. <laughs> this oh, one no. comes from Carito, uh, who says, Hello and good afternoon to the guardians of the even numbers, which is us. We look after those two. Somebody um, has actually, to. Yeah, Seth does a lot of work looking after Aaron for the most part. Like me and like, TJ don't have to really look out for. TJ's fine. TJ's able to take care of himself. But, you know, I can't look after Aaron all the time. So someone asked, like, Seth, Seth does a lot of work behind the scenes, making sure that guy, you know, stays on the level, doesn't doesn't fall off a bridge, as you might say. Um, yeah. Question reads, a couple of months ago, I asked about the first third party figure I ever bought and how do you, you could use it as a point of comparison for other third party lines and companies, but totally forgot to mention the one I had gotten. It was Make Toys Galaxy Meteor. So I ask again, what should I expect from other companies uh, as far as toy quality, construction quality, based on this figure? Is it high, middle, or low end of third-party standards? Thank you, like always, for the hours of entertainment. So Make Toys Galaxy Meteor is Make Toys uh, G1-styled, a masterpiece aesthetic um, Starscream. Looks very much like cartoon Starscream. I think it's a really good figure. Um, granted, a lot of that is because 2007 Starscream remolded two to four times has aged terribly, in my opinion. And there's no other option as far as a Starscream like that. Uh, but I would say it's 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 a definitely what one could call a high-end third-party piece. Like, it, it's Make Toys remaster stuff, for the most part, tends to be quite solid, quite well-built. That, that Galaxy Meteor uh, was a hit when it came out, as far as I know. I really like it. So I, I would say, Carito, uh, consider that to be one of the more high-end things. Unless you get a bad one, in which case it's not a high-end thing. But I doubt you got a bad one, because I think you would have probably followed up <laughs> to say you got a bad one. Um, so yeah, like, you know, it, like we said when we answered the question before, like, that's kind of the high-end. Similar stuff to that would be stuff like uh, Mastermind Creations reformatted uh, on the really good releases. There have been one or two that have not been up to par, obviously. Same thing with any company, really. Um, like reformatted had uh, the once ocular max insecticons who didn't turn out all that great. Uh, the reformatted lockdown um, was was basically a miss from what I was hoping for out of it. Um, and it make toys remaster like I'm trying to remember who all came out in that, but like the uh, Chrome Dome is a really good figure. Uh, and I, the thing is, I've never really messed with any of the other masters figures, and I've not heard lots about like the target master one that came out um and that always makes me wonder if that means it was okay because no one's yelling about how bad it was but it wasn't like over the moon because no one's yelling about how it's the best toy they've ever picked up i don't know but uh yeah the galaxy meteor is what i would say is on the high end so there there's your you know your reference point um seth with your your cat with your cataloged knowledge of all these third-party pieces where where would you place make toys galaxy yeah. meteor in here i'm so out of touch with third-party figures right now it's been so it's, it's, long since i've gotten one it's um, very easy to get out of touch with them uh i, yeah. I maintain i don't know how i keep up with it very well when like well, i've seen people maniac. who i am and, and for some reason my my deranged monster brain decided that it will remember every third party company <laughs> and like be able to visually identify pieces they've done with a pretty good track record uh it's not something that i'm like touting because i i would rather be able to remember other more important things than that <laughs> but you know you get what you're given i guess um but yeah it's, it's not hard to get to, to get confused by all those companies um especially if you're just looking for masterpiece stuff you already are trying to remember all these different pieces and then you're like oh wait but this one wasn't the masterpiece one it's like oh yeah 
Yeah, there's the ones that look like Masterpiece toys, but they're actually pocket scale. They just take photos that make them look bigger. You know, remember that it's this company, this company, and this company who do that. Uh, I'm always ready to help people. Is you know, have some specifics when you want the help. Otherwise, it's a long conversation. Um, but speaking of of, uh, of this is masterpiece movie. This is actually a really movie centric interview, but I found it interesting. So there's there is no there is no clean segue here, Seth. We have there's an interview with Takara Tomi designer Takashi Kunihiro, uh, yeah, who worked is, on indeed doesn't look happy in this picture <laughs> no they took a real unflattering photo of him they, they took a photo where it looks like they just told him like oh that's your haircut or like oh we said this was a, a black shirt event or um or like they walked into his office and didn't introduce themselves and that's him going like excuse me who are you like i'm busy that this, or this they work that or they said hey real quick do your impression of a rat man and then they took his picture and then he was like what are you doing like nothing but they said it in english and he's just like what's a rat man what are you talking about who are you people <laughs> that's what i got off the photo was he, <laughs> there's a, there's a slight sense of like he wasn't quite sure who these people were yet because they hadn't said anything um but that's that's also like that's a, the least his, interesting part of the entire article is his, there's also a whole article is the tie on his shirt that's a fake tie isn't it? No. No, you can see the other part going up his collar. It's just a weird angle. On the other side of the button? Yeah. It looks to me like a weird... I don't know. It looks, it to me looks like, a weird like angle. it's separated. Because if it's separated, then there's no way it's staying attached to the front of his... No, unless it's sewed onto the shirt. Unless it's part of the shirt. And then you do that topmost button, and then it looks like you're wearing a tie... That's oh, just I didn't know that was the kind shirt. of shirt he could get. I, I don't know if it is. That's just what it looks like. It's freaking me out. What's going on? Like if die. If that is a kind of shirt you can get, then this dude is way cooler than any of us because that's yeah. forward thinking. He's stuff. living I in the future. I actually would like a shirt like that because a I hate ties and I hate tying them, but I, I especially hate how they like. I already hate doing a top button up. I hate how ties like, all right, you know how the top button's up and you feel all constricted. Well, now here's another whole thing wrapped around your neck. Um, anyway, smart dude. And he gave a good interview. He worked on a whole lot of movie optimist stuff. And he laid out the track of how uh, some of the first movie toys were made, which is they were working with a whole bunch of concept art. And on all the movie lines, they were working with what they had. And they did not get to see the film until it was in theaters. And sometimes would be seeing the film in theaters going like, oh, well, that looks completely different. Oh, well. Um, and uh, the, one of the cool things is it's basically the story about Revenge of the Fallen Leader Optimus, which for for almost a decade was like the the landmark movie Optimus toy that was released multiple times, that was compared to everything that ever came out that looked like movie Optimus. Um, one of the best things in this interview where, where they commented, like, it's so cool how it transforms so similarly to how the, the robot works on screen. And he's like, that's a coincidence. <laughs> like, that wasn't actually our goal. Uh, that was that was complete coincidence. We were just trying to make it work. Uh, and that he said he watched Prime transform on screen many times, but when watching the details, quote, he laughingly says he realized it would be impossible to design the toy to transform that way. Uh, and he thought about adding maybe more steps in between stuff or reproducing inner mechanical details. 
But uh, apparently the way that leader movie Optimus transforms has nothing to do with the animation of him transforming in the movies. It's just complete coincidence because all that stuff has to end up where it visually ends up. Uh, it's a really cool interview if you are way into movie Optimus stuff, which I know a lot of people nowadays, you know, at least have a fondness for. Um, and then also, like, that whole toy was apparently, like, slightly compromised by the part where they wanted it to combine with Jetfire at the same time. Uh, it sounded to me like there was a period where for the second movie they were thinking of just re-releasing the first movie toy, but then if they had to make it combine with another figure, like, they were like, well, now we have to make it a new toy. So if we're gonna do that, let's try to make it look screen accurate. Um, there was also a cute bit about how he designed all the 2007 major Brawl toys, the Deluxe and the Leader toy, and he thought Brawl was going to be this big moment because it was getting a Leader class toy. <laughs> and then he, next bullet point, he laughs and says, in retrospect, he should have made Bone Crusher the Leader toy instead. Uh, and his point is, you never know how things turn out in the movie until the movie's finished. But that's really funny that it's like, I was just talking about Brawl a whole lot on Twitter about how the Studio Series one is, is so cool because it's, it's finally the it's movie Brawl, not movie toy Brawl who kind of makes the design a lot more streamlined and, and more handsome looking, uh, as opposed to movie brawl. Who's a weird looking dude with a geometry head. And, uh, I don't know. It's great that like 11 years later, everyone, me included, who's wanted a bigger bone crusher toy is hearing that one of the guys working on the line is like, yeah, we probably should have made a bigger bone crusher toy. <laughs> um, and he also mentioned, uh, masterpiece movie Optimus was seen as their chance to make a movie accurate transformation. Um, on uh, on a movie Optimus uh, without the constraint of him combining with Jetfire. It sounds like the whole Jetfire combination thing, he doesn't say it. It comes off to me like that whole thing was a nuisance that was disappointing <laughs> for everybody when they saw that the concept art they were they were using to design the entire thing did, was not at all what even was on screen. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's a cool interview. Uh, I, I recommend checking it out. Uh, Seth, did you get a chance to have a look at the interview? Yeah, well, I read this um, bullet point version yeah. instead of the, the whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, you kind of covered everything that was in the bullet points. Um, it, it is interesting hearing them talk about, like, the the difficulties they had to work under with uh, having limited information and just a couple drawings to work off of. Yeah. Um, and then things changing as it goes then then in the pictures attached to the uh the post here they have two different combined prime and jetfire toys and you could see how radically different they are well yeah there's the one where he's actually wearing a jetfire and then the one they made later where it was like we'll just make the stuff that was attached to him in the movie yeah. <laughs> which is if my memory serves closer to what he looked like, like I don't necessarily did he have giant Gatling guns though? I don't remember. It was so long ago. I try not to think part. about that movie a lot. Yeah, I think the Gatling guns might have. I mean, don't someone can correct this? I'm sure or look it up. Without looking it up, I would say I don't recall the Gatling guns being a thing in the movie. I, I more recall like a bunch of other like more knifey stuff. Uh, uh -huh. I think the Gatling guns were from movie three, actually, when he was wearing that other jet pack where we were all like, did he actually just like fashion Jetfire's remains oh, into a yeah. bunch of weaponry? Yeah, that's probably what that is. You know, the way more morbid version. Yeah. 
<laughs> that also because makes like, more it was sense. Like, wasn't that like his trailer opened up and then all the parts like attached? Yeah, and they didn't look like Jetfire anymore. It was like he take yeah. he stripped all the paint off to try to forget the part <laughs> where he came from. Like, like it seemed like the, like you know on a meta level, the movie was doing that too, where they're like Optimus with a jetpack is really cool. If we could just get rid of that whole weird part where it's supposed to be some guy's dead body, then we'd be we'd be well off. Um, but yeah, uh, please check out the interview if you have interest in that kind of stuff. Um, which leads us, Seth, into, uh, the magical part of the show where we check in on distribution, because it's what we got this week. So um, exciting. Did you, uh, pick up anything Transformers-wise this week? I you... did. Did you get I it did. on the internet, or did you find it online no. in person? I found it in a Target store. Nani? Um, Yeah. So I got, um, I got the names mixed up. Slug? Slug? Oh, I do this all the time. Um, the Stegosaurus one. <laughs> yes, that is Slug. Nailed it. Super confident. So I found Slug. I did not find whatever they changed Slag's name into. That's the Brontosaurus oh. one, right? Yep. I forgot what a Stegosaurus was for a second. No, Stegosaurus was Snarl. Snarl? Yep. Slug is the brontosaurus one uh sludge is the brontosaurus sludge slug but he used to be slag used to be no slag was okay. the triceratops because he's the violent swear oh, name one geez. Okay. Uh, i only just recently got all this straight in my head about a month and a half ago so it's oh, fresh geez. now i'm messing everything up no no it's fine uh because it's all I'm stupid ruining they it all, all. They all have very silly, very similar names, and when they aren't yeah, called they Grimlock or Swoop, yeah, except except for Grimlock because he's the leader, and Swoop is the flying one. Right. Um, but yeah, Snar- Snarl is the Stegosaurus, and Sludge, who used to have other names, but they got the name Sludge back for this line, is the Brontosaurus. Everything's complicated. <laughs> it is complicated. <laughs> What's not complicated is proving what I think is going on with that guy's shirt from the interview. Because I'm yep. now finding shirts with fake ties attached to them. Uh, I am way into these I don't shirts. know who is getting tricked by these things because they look terrible. <laughs> I'm I'm still way into these shirts. It's my kind of thing. The bummer is these are all coming off Japanese websites, which means all the shoulder lines are going to be about six inches too thin for my bone structure before we even get into any of the fat that's laid over top. Uh, so I guess I have to write this off as something I can never do right now. Well, one of the links I sent you is from a British site. Oh, and, I didn't see that one. Well, yeah, and the picture of the guy wearing the shirt, that shirt is way too tight. It looks real Jesus. silly. <laughs> oh, my. That looks like a pro wrestling costume. That doesn't look like a sh- That looks yeah. like, like a spandex onesie that has a shirt painted on it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's something else. Um, That poor you know, bastard. I think it actually, I think it is. I think it is. It says it's built onto shorts. So I think it's because this is a dance website. I think that's this, okay. this site is dance sport. And it says the shirt is built on shorts, <laughs> so it will never pull out from your trap. So I think this actually is like a leotard with a collar on it that is made to look like like this is for dancers. Okay. Uh, this well, is different the, than the Japanese site you link to. The Japanese site, the shirts look a lot better. 
Uh, but the yeah, ties look this... super phony. Um, maybe if you're wearing a, a jacket, like a like a sports coat or a blazer, on top of it, then at a yeah. glance, the 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 fake tie will will pass. But not on its of, own. I have a lot of blazers and sports jackets that I really like wearing. I, I think. I well, then you don't off. have to worry about the shoulders. Yeah, just cover it up. Just cut the sh- cut the sleeves off. Just cut the sleeves yeah. off. <laughs> and then when you take the jacket off, it looks like I'm a freaking IRS when I take this thing off. <laughs> Pay your taxes. My name is Mike Rotundo. Yeah. Uh, Make sure the cuts are all jagged. Yep. Like it's really like butcher it. Like I really ripped them open because I'm so mad about taxes. <laughs> oh yeah, and I totally forgot. I had queued up a, a page with all of the Dinobots on it. So I could match what I have on my desk in front of me to the picture and find out the name so I wouldn't sound like an idiot getting the names wrong. And I forgot because I was distracted by these damn shirts. It's all right. I would so have been distracted So guess what, too. listeners? I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I found Snarl once. Um, there was one other figure from his wave there that I passed on. I have never mm-hmm. seen anything from that wave ever again, um, either at my local Target or others in the surrounding area. Sludge um, evades me to this day. And I was at the Novato Target today, and oh my god, what a barren wasteland. What's going on, Novato? Stock your targets. They had two Star Wars black figures there. Um, in their Marvel Legends section, they had, like, figures from six waves ago, I think. <laughs> like, they they still had Black Panther figures. Oh, boy. It, I mean, was, that's not, it was a thing. I mean, they, I, I got to assume for for a movie thing like Black Panther, maybe they made a whole lot of them, but that, like, still is unfortunate to hear. This was reminding me, so I got a supplemental that's, uh, by now, dear listener, you've probably seen go up. Uh, from Gen Con, where Aaron talked to one Lupus Convoy for about 10 minutes. And uh, we haven't heard from Lupus on the podcast for a while. One of the first things Lupus mentioned was that his in his area, distro sucks. So, uh, you know, random sampling. Former podcast regular. Uh, bring him up. How's Transformers in your area? Distro sucks. So it's... Founding uh, member. Yeah, founding member. Uh, some would say the founding member of the Even team. Because he's the he's the first one who moved on uh, to become a smart <laughs> medical person. <laughs> he he founded something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, please if you if you didn't see it go up, please go check it out. It's really it's a little the audio is a little weird because um, it's it's a thing that I'm very bad at dealing with. Where if people both record on a device and they're standing right next to each other, you get this kind of weird kind of robot effect on the overlaid voice tracks and i tried to mitigate it i don't know if it actually turned out and i didn't want to spend a million years editing it uh but either way please check it out it's it's nice to hear from lupus again um, yeah every now and then i think about that time at a botcon i offered him a cookie yep that had orange jelly in it not knowing he had a citrus allergy <laughs> oh my god i just remembered this whole th- yes oh that was terrifying and <laughs> i'll think about it and i'll feel bad and then i'll go yeah but he's still alive so he is fine <laughs> he knew what to do about the situation 
Yeah, and he, he took was, a bite he, and he said, "Is there citrus in this?" And I went, "Yeah, it's real good." And he, and he goes, "I have a citrus allergy." And I was like, "Oh snaps! I did not know that. I'm sorry. Do we <laughs> have to I call the doctor?" <laughs> and he said, "No, I just need to throw up in your bathroom." And I was like, "Do what you got to do." <laughs> and he he dealt with it like a trooper very quickly <laughs> and just walked right back and like, "I'm fine." And it was like, okay. He was, he, I mean, he did seem a little annoyed, but uh, that's understandable. I mean, under, under, yeah, understandably so. But like all things considered, considering it was like literally, <laughs> it was literally a food allergy activation. He, he dealt with it swiftly and, and wasn't like out as far, at least as far as I recall, he didn't seem like he was out afterwards. He was just no, like, no, he seemed fine. He was fine. Yeah. I ejected the substance and uh, please don't give me those cookies again. <laughs> Like we're keeping the cookies far away. Um. Anyway, yeah, you should go check out that that podcast and relive that fun moment, Seth. Yeah, it does not come up during that podcast. He, the, he it turns out the first thing he said was not, "Oh, it was such good times." Remember that time Seth almost killed me with that cookie? I, I don't. I don't think he even. Remembers. Well, I'm sure he's moved on. I mean, it's been more on yeah. my mind lately because I had to deal with somebody uh, overselling their citrus allergy recently have having to deal with somebody who uh oh i remember you talking about this yeah um the orange is over there across the room and i can feel myself growing yeah faint. it's like it's like 20 feet away from me and oh my god i'm having a reaction it's like that's not possible <laughs> my one thought was what if someone was was like what do you call it they were like trying to squeeze some of the orange into a glass or something and they were misting it all over the room like i can see yeah. that being a thing yeah I don't know if that was happening. No, but, they were okay. very far away. <laughs> Minding their own a, business. It's a sealed orange. Yeah, well, Untampered. It re- yeah, it reminded me of the show that I watched where there was an episode on MSG, like what it is, what the deal is, the history of it in Chinese cooking, the history of it becoming a bad thing in America and MSG being left out of stuff. And they invited like was like 50 people in off the street to this Chinese restaurant and served them all food. And they like, they were told it was whatever they were told it was for. And they all ate the food. And then the, the host announces half of you uh, were given dishes with MSG and the other half were not. And this one woman immediately starts like, I knew something was wrong. I felt terrible. Oh, I got a headache. I think I'm going to be sick. And they're like, actually, you had one of the non-MSG foods. This is all in your head. You people are ridiculous. Get out of here. (laughs) Basically, the message of the show was uh, MSG isn't bad for you. It was sort of like almost a racist thing to vilify Chinese restaurants at one point. Yeah, I mean, I, I I would caution the phrasing "it's not bad for you" because it's like it's not it's it's not good for you. It's not no, it's not like you should pile on the MSG because it's still like it's it's kind of junk foody. It's but it's not yeah it's not like literally like it's not well, eating asbestos. Yeah, it's like as bad for you possibly as salt. Too much salt. Yeah. Um, it's not that f- different. But boy, I tell you, I've had Chinese food with MSG in it. Tastes good. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I mean, like, my apparently my dad used to refer, because in a lot of the cooking back, it was back in, like, the 60s, 70s, like, he, they didn't even, he, or he didn't even know what it was, he just called it that the good white powder that we put in the stuff. Um, sure he wasn't white talking about cocaine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah, because I, I think I would have had a very different childhood <laughs> if, uh, 
But um, <laughs> no, like like yeah, it's 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 like how do you put this? Well, the, there you, was a word that they had for it. It's like it's the sixth flavor, but th- then there's like a fancier word for it. Um, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, my my main thing was don't don't hear us say it's not, it, don't hear MSG isn't bad for you, and then like go and buy a box of it and start just garnishing all your food with like no, fistfuls of MSG. I'm saying if you go into a Chinese restaurant, they have a giant sign that says "We do not add MSG to anything." It's probably not a good Chinese restaurant. It's not a necessary thing. Okay, here's what I'm going to say also. MSG not being in a dish ideally means the chef is is good enough to not need it. Because they figured out, like, how to make a really, really good dish that doesn't use a straight up, like, I don't know, powder Flavor additive. Flavor enhancer. Up. Yeah. They, they, they instead have more expensive, fresher ingredients that don't require MSG. Um, okay, well, yeah, we could yeah. fight about this forever. I don't know why you hate Chinese cooking so much, but... It's fine. And it's, I mean, I was just literally just got some general. Brother. I just got some general toe chicken like two days ago. <laughs> Chinese uh, food. That no, ain't it's no not. Chinese it's, food. Come on. I found a new. I found a new Chinese restaurant near me with, with takeout. The first thing I do, I'm going to get a, uh, a barbecue pork fried rice and a general tao chicken, the most Western <laughs> food I could possibly get from this new Chinese restaurant I found. Because friggin' I, I grew up under fake Chinese food from the West Coast. Um, there used to be a really good Chinese food place here in town. Um, and they had like the Western menu, and then they had like the legit menu. And yeah. if you tried to order off the legit menu and you weren't uh, an Asian person, they were like, uh, uh, "Are you sure you want to do this? this is like for real?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to see what for real is." And it was hella good. Yeah, I really like um, Hunanese food if I can find it. Uh, my dad was from Hunan province and Hunan province is very spicy food, but it's a very sweet spicy. Like it's pointedly not a real biting bitter spice. Uh-huh. It's a kind of a cold burn sweet spice. And I've had it once or twice. And it's real darn good. Uh, and, and so I always like that. Um, but yeah, what I don't did even you know get ended- on topic. How did I get on? How did I end up in the position of like <laughs> trashing like, Chinese cooking? I don't know. No, I guess I'm just MSG. more cultured than you are. I just I don't even hate MSG. <laughs> I just feel weird. I feel really weird about saying MSG is good for you. That's all. Uh, I don't. I'm not saying it's good for you. I'm saying people have attributed a lot of false, um, negative effects to it that it okay, does not I, deserve. Yeah, I I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, and I I link that to this person who was overselling their citrus allergy and implying that it's like psychosomatic the reaction they were having at at this time where an orange was nowhere near them and and uh i think this recap is very good for just in case someone was doing the usual podcast thing people do where they're kind of half listening and then they kind of pause and go like wait what are they talking about wait a second what's going on no did i I skip ahead no they're just (laughs) The, they're too busy being mad at me for going off topic again. <laughs> How dare you? I'll talk. I want to. I mean, I want to learn more about MSG. I remember when I first learned MSG was a powder, <laughs> and that made me go, "Oh, really?" Because I thought MSG was a liquid. Uh, I just assumed it was because um, I, uh, you know, well, it's one of the most abundant naturally occurring non-essential amino acids. Did you wait? Where'd you just pull that from? The top My of your head? giant brain. Damn it. 
Also, uh, I don't know if you are going to believe me when I tell you there's a Wikipedia article about it. All right, stop with the lies. All right, what's what's with this? Glutamic acid is found naturally in tomatoes, grapes, cheese, and mushrooms. Wikipedia. I'm doing huge air quotes. I want you all to envision that one. Well, I think the powdered form of it is when it's been, like, isolated and rendered out. And not just being a thing that's in stuff. I remember some cartoon had a gag. And this is when I first realized MSG wasn't a liquid. And I forgot that everything else i remember some gag about um some rich guy who was having a fourth bushel of donuts for breakfast and he was sprinkling msg on them oh that sounds good i've never had msg sprinkled on donuts i'm gonna straight up say a popular belief is that large doses of msg can cause headaches and other feelings of discomfort known as chinese restaurant syndrome Okay, yeah, that's friggin' ridiculous garbage. That's but a double-blind test failed to find evidence of such a reaction. Because a lot of that's probably you're just eating too much food. It's the whole thing with... Isn't that the whole thing well, with, like, turkey? And they're like, turkey has a... Tryptophan. Uh, thing, which, tryptophan, which puts you into a coma state. And it's like, what about also the part where you ate 20 pounds of mashed potatoes? Right. That, that might have also put you in a coma state. And almost everything has tryptophan in it. And the amount of turkey you would have to eat to get a result is a bigger problem than the result. (laughs) And I think there's like some vegetables that have more tryptophan than turkey does. There's other foods that does that don't get don't get the the harsh rep um, that has a higher concentration of tryptophan than turkey. Yeah. Um, like this show that I was watching that was about MSG. Like there was like this time where it was like we have to vilify Chinese food and Chinese restaurants. And one of the things that was chosen to attack was MSG. And people came up with all kinds of crazy illnesses that it causes so people wouldn't go to Chinese restaurants. Also, like all the rumors of them like chopping up cats and rats and whatever and feeding them to yep. people. I'm 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 like mad at five minutes ago me who was going all like hey listen don't be don't don't start talking up MSG because like I also don't want to be on the part where I'm starting to tread close to the whole like that's right friggin Chinese restaurants right it's like no <laughs> now one thing about old timey Chinese restaurants that is true is um like in the like 1800s or whatever um when when whitey would wander in to like see what this exotic chinese cooking was about um they invented chop suey specifically for people who don't know any better so they could just like unload the cheap cuts of meat <laughs> so no, the, I mean, chop suey was created to take advantage of ignorant folk wandering into chinatown <laughs> I mean, that's 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 basically the sibling to why stuff like General Toe's chicken and orange chicken and whatnot exist. Basically, the like take some strips of meat and deep fry it and put a sauce on it and make up a name because yeah. that's that's what the Western uh, clientele would really like. And then it disappoints me how much I'm into that stuff because <laughs> I'm like, because I mean, obviously it tastes good and I'll eat whatever I want, sure. But it's also like 
like just like I was talking about, find a new Chinese restaurant. What's the first thing I order? All the Western Chinese food. All right, sweet. No. Uh, the fancy word that I couldn't remember to describe the taste of MSG uh, is umami. Unami. Oh, U- I didn't know umami. that word was connected to umami. that. Yes, umami. I, I know that word. Umami. 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 <laughs> Uh. Anyway, Seth, I did get a transformer this week. Oh, did you? Yeah. Does it turn uh, into me... a bowl of noodles? I mean, one might argue that because movie formers, am I right? Uh, totally. They look even... like a bunch of metal noodles. What do they even look like? <laughs> uh, I got Studio Series Megatron to finish off my Wave Two Studio Series collection because I found whoa, the other whoa. three. Uh, got them on sale at Toys R Us. This one, I went on what? Amazon.ca, and I sometimes check there for Transformers. I noticed Studio Series Megatron was marked down to 30 Canadian, which is, you know, at the time, the sales price I got Brawl for, if you don't include the coupon. And then I looked and they said, we have one remaining because this is from um, our, our Amazon refurbish whatever service. And so I was sitting there going, like, well, what's a refurb Studio Series Megatron going to be? Because the picture that they chose for this looks like a cell phone photo of a sealed Studio Series Megatron. So I took the gamble and I ordered it. Uh, it showed up. The only way this thing was used was someone cut the tape on the top of the box and then returned it. Because, like, he was still fully tied into the tray. And Studio Series does not use retiable twist ties for the most part. A lot of them are those, like, plastic tag-ended things where it's like once you you have to either cut them or slice open the tray to get them out so whatever i got 10 bucks off megatron that felt great um also i really like i really like megatron it's a studio series is five for five on their voyagers so far i haven't got ironhide yet but i'm counting thundercracker because nitro zeus is a good toy um and and Megatron is right up there. Like, all the Voyager toys, I can certainly come up with critiques on. Like, Megatron, a big problem with him, he has a lot of, like, things that are kind of like flaps on his legs. And instead of being pinned on, they're using double-sided friction clamp setups where it's real easy to kind of just pop them off with your finger if you're not paying attention. Um, also, the way that his tank treads split open for the feet to give them, like, two big toes. Uh, it splits open but doesn't really lock open. And it locks together really well when it's closed, so it's really easy to accidentally reclose the tank treads when you're just posing them and trying to use the ankle tilt, which is friggin' lovely, by the way, that there's an ankle tilt on the guy. Uh, it's, it's, it's probably the best, um, pre-last night movie Megatron figure I've messed with. Uh, you know, that, that kind of shared design in a way, not, not shared design, but that shared aesthetic for the first three, um... I'm really impressed with it. Feels great, uh, and it makes me uh, double down on saying that uh, everyone working on Transformers, the brand, are cowards. If Studio Series does not do a 2007 Megatron who turns into a Blade Jet, uh, and, and and people have given me reasons why they might not, and I'm like, that all sounds like reasons why they might be cowards. Uh, who I'm calling out. I want to see 07 Megatron finish the set. If you're, you got to do a Bone Crusher and a 07 Megatron, then I can have all the 07 movie robots all facing each other off. That's the whole, that's, in my opinion, the whole purpose of this line. Putting my putting my foot down. Slamming my fist on the table. Just like that. Uh, but yeah, I like the toy. Um, very happy with it. Uh, and that's all I got on topic this week. Um, Seth. It's been a few years since since we first saw Movie Megatron in this form. Does the Studio Series version of him make you feel anything? 
at all? Um, blind rage. No. Ah. Um. The the robot mode looks pretty good. Like as far as proportions and stuff, and not having like tons of just extra garbage hanging off of them. Yeah. Um. It's it's a very refined uh, version, which is cool. Um, but just the amount of unpainted gray plastic is a bummer. If I, I bet if I saw pictures where somebody took the time to do the panel lining or just like you hit it with a good black wash or something, it would look super good. So I I'm going to do that. I I'm going to do you. that because uh, someone in the feedback thread did that. They basically said I did a simple ink wash and a, sing- a simple dry brush. Here's the end results. And I was like, that looks magic. Because, uh, yeah, he's he's covered in sculpted detail, and he's not like Games Workshop gray plastic, because the, the, the silver plastic or gray plastic has a bit of a sheen to it that doesn't come out in photos very easily. It's still too flat for my tastes, but everything inside and around it is painted really well, which I think maybe masks some of that. Uh, and yeah, like, like, you know, a user basically did the simple wash and dry brush uh, stuff on the gray bits, and it looks it looks incredible. Um, I also think it's worth noting the, the tank mode is a very sleek version of his crazy ass tank mode. And uh, in the thread I linked you to, they actually didn't transform him quite right, but he's, he's even got this, the kind of like the face guard stuff to go over the robot mode head that's sticking out the front. Uh, and the way it attaches to his head, it doesn't like plug in, but it's got these little things that basically like it, cause it's two halves and then they kind of like there's four grippy forks that grip onto his cheeks and then these two spikes that he basically bites onto like they kind of cram into his mouth and it looks like it looks freaking cool it looks it looks like kind of weird and like borderline like bondagey in a way but like it 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 fits the whole aesthetic of this version of movie megatron which just looks vulgar and violent uh, and it, it's somehow perfect that his vehicle mode with his face sticking out the front, like he just freaking bites down on this like <laughs> bondage hockey mask. <laughs> this goes like, let's drive into some stuff. Urgh! <laughs> um, I think my biggest, my biggest critique that I didn't mention otherwise, his little hand that has like more than, uh, than a couple fingers, like the little spindly finger hand. Uh-huh. Um, there's clearly a thumb and a couple fingers, but it's two separate pieces that are on that pin hinge, and the thumb is not by itself. It's attached to his index and middle finger. So you, it's it's posable, but not in a way that's useful. Uh, and I find that kind of frustrating. Um, the counterpoint to that is they actually gave him a posable thumb on his cannon hand. Like, there's a little forky kind of thumb thing that you can fold out a bit. And I love that they included that e- easily forgotten detail, that he has a thumb on his gun hand. Um, and you can also fold the you can fold the big knife away if you want it to be a little bit more compact, and it is quite clean. It, it's a good figure; I recommend it. Um, that does it for my on topic. What I got uh, for this week? So, Seth, let's go off topic a little. Did you do anything off topic, purchasability wise? Well, at that Novato Target store, um, they did have uh, some of those new Marvel Legend two packs. Ooh. Um, so they had the Winter Soldier and Falcon, but I didn't really feel the need to get that one because I paid a lot extra to get the Walmart exclusive Falcon after it was gone from shelves. And it, I think it still holds up. Like the new Falcon figure doesn't look that much better. 
Um, the Winter Soldier figure looked pretty good, though. But uh, I decided to save a couple dollars and not get that two-pack. But I got the other two-pack they had, which was uh, Eric Killmonger for, from Black Panther. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, the guy... The Martin Freeman character, who's... I forget his name. Oh, other General Ross, who's not the General, just Agent Ross. Yes. The General General Ross is the guy who's in the Hulk series, and then this is a different Ross who isn't that guy, and that confused me yeah, really like badly. CIA Ross, or whatever he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, so Martin Freeman and Killmonger. Um, so Killmonger comes with a masked and unmasked heads and two pairs of hands and a couple of weapons um they're getting very very good with with the the head sculpts and the printing and whatnot Um, yeah very good likeness of michael b jordan the martin freeman head doesn't play as well um Hmm. he's got like this big weird smirk that seems a little too exaggerated like the slant like on his Paul mouth. Head? Yeah, but less realistic looking. It's like okay. this big diagonal mouth. Um, so maybe a more subtle facial expression would have played better. Um, okay. Also, I'm wondering if the printing with Caucasian faces d- doesn't work as well as a darker skin tone face. I, From I, what I saw, they nailed it on Cumberbatch and on Scarlett Johansson, whatever the, the two most recent printed ones they did for those two. Okay, I think I, I think haven't the, seen those yet. Yeah, I, I want to say it's Paternia John who put the photos up. I might be mistaken, but I saw a photo of... It's the Cumberbatch with the light-up effects from the 10-year celebration three-pack that he's in. Uh-huh. And that head looked insanely good. Like That, that looked fig arts level, and it really okay. amazed me. Maybe they just the, half-assed it with Martin Freeman. Well, also, their, their Chris <laughs> Evans faces have been real hit or miss, even with the face printing, I found. Yeah. Like, bearded Chris Evans just doesn't look like a person. It's and, really hard to do beards, it seems. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but, like, all the Black Panther figures have been excellent face-wise. Um, I, I mean... That that's that's only good. News. That, that's a movie that I would like them to hit those faces really well. You know. <laughs> uh, well, I want to see all the faces done well, but um, I, I guess I also like. I I think I they've don't... just been particularly good with the Black Panther ones, from what I've yeah. seen so far. Because I can live without them. I mean, it's pretty good that they nailed them. I can live without them nailing like some of the Ant Man faces and stuff. But I guess it's because it turns out I keep hating the Ant Man movies. I haven't seen the new one. Uh, it just seems to be the character role I fill on the internet right now. I'm I'm that friend of yours who didn't like Ant Man. But uh, I think with Infinity War, even like when Infinity if Infinity War character figures, and it turns out a lot of them are hitting it. But if they don't hit it, I'm kind of like that's such a loaded movie. Like it. And it's a movie that requires other movies to really get into. Like, I'm cool if that one doesn't totally hit it out of the park. Whereas Black Panther, I still might go back and pick up the Marvel Legends for Black Panther. Because it's such a... It, it's it's both... It was a really good movie, but it's also a contained movie that actually got a toy line as a... I feel like, I want to say, as opposed to Thor Ragnarok, even though I know that did have Marvel Legends, I feel like it didn't get the same coverage. It had very few. 
Yeah, and it was so few that I felt more okay to just ignore them. Yeah, and um, Black Panther is getting a second wave of Marvel Legends, which is great because they did not do some really good characters. So yeah, those really good characters will be getting a figure now. Um, but Thanos is a character that I don't think they've done a good job with his head. Uh, the build a figure Thanos, I think, has a terrible, stupid smile. And then I saw a... pictures from Comic-Con of a new Thanos with a big yelling head that I think also looks ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the three-pack Thanos. He comes with, I think he comes with two heads, even, and one of them's a yelling head. Well, maybe the other head is better, but the yelling head I saw, I went, man, they just, they cannot do a good-looking Thanos face. There's a certain trick to doing a yelling face, especially when you're using photorealistic printing and sculpting, and if it doesn't work, it looks, he'll, like... Easy example. It can look it look bad. It looks bad, but sometimes in a way that's really funny. My easy example, the Steve Austin open mouth face from that Fig Arts toy. <laughs> yeah. Like that one, that doesn't look like what they want it to look like, but it looks really funny. <laughs> well, the pictures I've seen of the two pack with Red Skull. Every picture I've seen from that Red Skull looks terrible. I can't remember. I don't I'm remember being find, impressed. I'm trying so, to find a picture. I mean, I, I admit, like, I, I also tend, like, I if Marvel Legends toys don't look amazing to me, I kind of start forgetting them, because there's a lot of them. Because <laughs> uh, I remember I remember the Mandarin from that, that 10-year three-pack looking pretty okay, but maybe it's because of the hot rod Iron Man suit having that really good leg paint. I might have been lumping it together. Okay, the Red Skull's not a two-pack. It's a standalone, or it's a single figure. Let's take I, a look at this. I think the face looks real, real bad. That looks terrible. That yeah, looks really he bad. Is silly as hell looking. That looks um, like, guess what? I'm not buying Red Skull. I'm buying <laughs> Hydra Guy for these other three heads that I can plug on instead of that yeah. Red Skull head. <laughs> I mean, if... If there were some black on his teeth to separate his teeth, that would help. Yeah. Because it just looks like this white mouth. <laughs> and it I don't know. I, I can see the idea being, hey, we're going to do this head and maybe we're going to mush it a little bit so it doesn't look literally like Hugo weaving in the makeup. Maybe it looks also kind of like the other guy. But... I don't know. I, I feel yeah. like it may be telling that there's also three other heads packed. <laughs> yeah, I got. I still have Red Skull from the first Avenger series, and uh, I think it's better. <laughs> it's a much much better head. Yeah, it's real real bad. <laughs> very silly looking. Well, say is I really appreciate because I've seen this on a couple Marvel Legends now when they include extra heads for the sake of going like we we're not going to make literally different package variants, but we'll make a troop builder who just comes with four heads. Yeah, and like one of them will be a character head if you want the character, but if you don't, then hey, you've still got like a multi-headed troop builder option, and that's cool. I mean, I also it's a friggin' twenty-seven dollar troop builder, and I there's there's a limit I think on that for me if it's if it's also Marvel Legends, but. Yeah, that's not, that's not a good Red Skull head. It's half a good head. I like the eye sunkenness, but like the friggin' the cheeks are so wide and the jaw is so wide. Teeth like are it, just so bad. 
the teeth that didn't occur to me until you pointed them out but you're, <laughs> you're not you're not wrong but it's the shape of it the entire jaw structure also makes it look makes his head kind of look like a gumball because it's so round i don't know um anything well, actually, else uh, now that i looked oh. up pictures that wasn't even a movie style red skull head that i was thinking of it's still better though yeah <laughs> Uh, anything else off topic on your end? No. All right. I got a Marvel toy as well, actually, in the mail with some other stuff uh, this week. <gasps> Did you? Uh, popped the figure open even briefly to mess with it, and I was very surprised how much I like it, given that it's friggin' Infinity War SH Fig Arts Black Widow. Uh, without the Tamashi effect, I got this the regular single pack from Japan. Because, um, like... I got this thing in my pre-orders because I pre-ordered all of the Infinity War fig arts when they put them up for pre-order. And slowly sort of sat there going, like, maybe I shouldn't have hung on to these pre-orders because I don't know if I care about these characters enough to own the fig arts. But then by the time I was thinking about that, they'd already shipped most most of them. And then she was the last one left. And I was like, well, I'm not going to cancel the last one of that run because I've, I've got the others. She's actually a really good action figure. She's got, like, a friggin' It's mostly the torso um, that that midsection of her costume is like kind of a, just a tube over top of a bunch of joint stuff. So she's got a, a ridiculously posable torso. Uh, rest of the figure is also quite posable in, in a good way. Uh, and the face um, scan, paint, and sculpt for the three different face options looks extremely lifelike. Uh, it's very well yeah. done. The thing I didn't know about that I just hadn't caught now that she was coming out until I opened her up myself, they... they they did a really good face. Her hair is ridiculous because her hair doesn't look like hair as far as a natural hair color or even like a dyed color. They painted it like with a metallic yellow. So it looks like she has literally golden hair. At least, like I don't know, maybe I got to look at her in a different light. But it was really off-putting after like because it's like it's like metallic hair with a very realistic face sculpt. And it, just, it, it looks like she's wearing a wig. Um also like the fun thing you can do is if you start because you can pull off the front bangs of the hair to then pull the face off uh and if you start like dismantling parts of her head and leaving other parts on you can go like hey look i'm I'm playing ghost in the shell with my scarlett johansson toy ray uh and now that i have a photorealistic looking oh, scarlett johansson ghost in the shell yeah right yeah what? she was she was major kusanagi um, I'm looking at these three face options, and they all seem like very subtle versions of the same face. <laughs> so one of them is calm looking forward. The other is the exact same face, but looking to her left. Uh, the third one, her brow is furrowed. That's yeah, the big difference. Sli slightly grumpy. <laughs> yeah. Slightly grumpy face. I don't know if the Mildly slightly looking... irritated. <laughs> I don't know if her slightly looking to her left was a necessary face option. I actually assumed that she just had swappable eyes like a lot of the Captain Americas do. And so when I saw, I even looked behind the face, I was like, can I not pop the eyes out to have her like looking grumpy to the left? But it's like, no, you can't. Uh, it's just three separate faces. Um, sirens! Um, and her, her weapons are pretty good. Like, she comes with small handle versions that just like ball socket peg into her backpack. Uh, she's got like, you know, two separate ones. She's got a big combined one. It's decent figure. It's a good toy. It's just like between me not really getting her role in in Infinity War, and also being kind of irritated with Scarlett Johansson, the actor. Like the the, 
I'm more excited to pop this, the head sculpt onto other action figures and make jokes about how, hey, look, they cast X character for the new movie. It's Scarlett Johansson as Devastator. It's Scarlett Johansson as, um, what's something else kicking around here? Movie Brawl. It's Scarlett Johansson as Darth Vader. Uh, that that was kind of more the reason I figured, well, I guess that's what I'll do with this toy when I get it. But, happy surprise. Also a very good action figure for, you know, actual posing and stuff. Um, other than that, you know, I got, I got more Kamen Rider candy toys, which I'm starting to get caught up on actually building. Uh, and I decided, this is very much aside... This whole line, I've been, like, filming parts of the build process, and I still haven't made any videos for them, and I finally decided at this point, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll just stop filming parts of the stickering process on these. And then <laughs> if people really want to see the stick, they're they're not expensive to get off Mandarai, like 800 yen for one of them if I want a second one. And it's like, if someone really wants to see the stickering process... I can, like, tell them to get one and send it over, or I can go get one. Or tell them, like, hey, bring yours by and I'll sticker it and film stickering it or something. Because I'm really tired of sitting on all these things, and I'm really also tired of trying to film stickering these things in a way where you can see what's happening. And then I realize, you know, this is the last three waves of the line. I'll I'll use the footage I have for the other entire line and this one when I make whenever I actually make the videos. And then if it turns out I really wish I had stickering footage for these, I'll sort something out. But... I, I finally had my my break moment, like I had with Lego, where it's like I'm I'm actually tired of filming all of that and barely ever using most of the footage. So that's my little personal victory story. I do remember one more thing I got off topic. Oh, I don't know how I forgot because the box is so big. And I sent you a link. I got a Star Wars Black series figure. I got. Oh, this is the one I want. Emphy's Nest on Swoop Bike from Solo, a Star Wars story. This was, like, kind of quietly one of my favorite characters in Solo after I spent half the movie thinking the name was really stupid. So, I haven't seen Solo still. Making it the first Star Wars movie ever made that I have not seen in theaters, I'm a little bummed out that my record is broken. But it came out at a time where either myself or my girlfriend were ill for many weeks mm -hmm. and then i don't know if you heard but it didn't do as well in the theaters as other star wars movies did yeah and i, I almost didn't see it and then when i saw it i actually was like man this sucks that this is the star wars movie getting this this bad rap because rogue one should have gotten this because it's a way worse movie there's uh by the way oh, i'm everyone's like token one. friend who I'm, I'm everyone's token friend who hates ant-man and rogue one it turns out i don't even hate them but whatever i i thought i thought solo was more fun and it, maybe it's because, like, everything about Solo on paper sounds really friggin' boring. And then it's like, quietly, they made a really good movie where the worst part about it is one of the characters is actually called Han, like, Han Solo. Uh, yeah, Enfys yeah, Nest was, like, my little g personal laughing thing throughout the movie because no one could say the name in a really cool way. They kept going, like, <laughs> oh, it's Enfys Nest. It's Enfys Nest. And then, like, the character actually turned out to be pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, well, here's the thing about Nest. Um, I don't know, like, hardly anything about her, except for it's a girl, and apparently it's supposed to be a big reveal when she takes her helmet off, and mm. everyone's supposed to go, oh my god, it was a girl, but as one female movie reviewer I saw a comment uh, in her review, she said, that stopped being a thing after Samus and Metroid. <laughs> like, yeah, there, uh, what I'll like, say is there's, there's, there's... And and I'm uh, this is very much like 
almost being an apologist because it's like that's not incorrect what you just shared (laughs) there's one other much more minor aspect to the unmasking which is almost not even the unmasking it's more like something said i think it's something said like a little bit afterwards explaining the nature of what enfys nest is where i was like that's kind of cool and it also made me sit there going like i wish more of this movie had been about enfys nest and had maybe skipped scenes of han solo like taking a really long time to say chewbacca's a long name we should come up with a shorter version for you buddy and it's like yeah we get it we get that han solo knows who chewbacca is you know whatever <laughs> I um, bet he's going to call him Chewy because he does in the other movies. <laughs> uh, well, this reviewer also suggested that she would have really loved it if when Han Solo asked Chewbacca what his name was, Chewbacca said his name at just Chewbacca. <laughs> like, completely clear. Yeah. No, like, weird growls and stuff. <laughs> because that's how it's pronounced that's how it's pronounced in wookie and we've just never heard chewbacca say his own name before because why would he need to yeah no one's ever asked him to identify himself (laughs) yeah somebody else has always said his name out loud that would have been great if it was just literally like peter mayhew (laughs) chewbacca (laughs) um Uh, so anyway i got emphy's nest with swoop bike um yeah i i didn't i don't want the swoop bike per se uh, no, it neither. is it's I've... gigantic um so i thought long and hard about it and by long and hard i mean i made a snap decision while looking at an amazon page um that i could wait and see if there is eventually a ness either single packed or like in a two pack with something else and then i started thinking like Everyone seems like they're in a real big hurry to forget that Solo ever happened. Yep. Um, so there's a really good chance that will never happen. I'm so I'm the, astonished they're even doing a figure of young Solo in his military gear. Like It probably was deep enough in the pipeline already that it's cheaper to just keep doing it than to stop it. Yeah. Um, so then I... I quickly did the math. I'm like, well, if this is the only nest figure that there ever is, the longer I wait, the more likely it will start going up in price instead of being like $2 cheaper on Amazon right now than if I went and bought it in a store. So I went ahead and ordered it. Now, the reason why I wanted nest so bad, once I've already admitted I haven't seen the movie, I don't really know anything about her other than she's a chick with a crazy helmet and furry cape um is i play the mobile star wars game galaxy of heroes mm-hmm. and she's a really great character and the cornerstone of my arena squad and i realized i have black series figures of my entire arena squad except for nest so i need a figure for to finish my arena squad yeah, of Jedi that's a training valid Ray. reason. Yeah, Jedi Trading Ray, R2-D2, BB-8, Admiral Thrawn, and Effie's Nest will give that's you a, a hard time. That's a friggin' cool squad, too, to just have posed <laughs> together. It's like, let's just write the story about how this happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you how it happened. <laughs> it's because there's the hella synergy. Um, oh, like, 
like so I, I was in I'm in I was in the same position of like, oh it might it would be cool if maybe they did a single pack Enfys Nest with a removable helmet where I don't have this giant frigging swoop bike because it's not like it looks bad or anything and definitely she used it in the movie it's just like everything she did that i thought was cool was not when she was riding around on a swoop bike yeah. uh but yeah i agree with you i think this is probably the only time in the foreseeable future this will actually be a figure yeah well she's so great in that game because if you get her zeta ability then every time she takes a hit she gains protection so ah. You, she can just get beat on for days, and she basically becomes indestructible. Now that resets after she gets a turn, but luckily she's very slow, so mm-hmm. there's a long time until she gets a turn. Then you use R two D two smoke screen to turn all the rest of your squad invisible except for her. So now the computer enemy has no choice but to attack your Emphy's nest now if the other team has a grand admiral thrawn and they probably do because he's one of the best characters in the game thrawn has a move called fracture which makes your turn meter uh gain super duper slow so now nest isn't going to attack for an extremely long time and she's the only target the computer could attack her all day and night and she'll never take any damage letting <laughs> letting your uh Jedi Ray uh just wreck shop because Jedi training Ray is super powerful. I am what's the phrase tickled pink that Enfys Nest's power in this game is to turn into a frigging indestructible tank. Cuz it's not Basically. like that like it doesn't correlate necessarily to anything directly in the movie, but like the look of the character, I'm like, no, that's a power I'd like her to have that she's just a friggin' like hard ass lunatic who's just like, no, shoot me more. <laughs> yeah. And on the rare chance that you do get to have her attack, she does a lot of damage. That's the thing but in the movie it, I like. It's, it's not it's... unusual to go through an entire arena battle and never get a chance to have her attack. Or maybe you get one attack off with her. That's not what she's there for. She's there to soak up all the damage. She's in that rare class of Star Wars movie character alongside those those like the you know the the solo cup Praetorian guard guys of being a Star Wars character armed with a melee weapon that's not a lightsaber, who doesn't just friggin' get immediately decapitated or shot in the face. <laughs> Like, she actually does stuff with that axe glaive weapon, and I was like, that's really cool that, like, whenever... That's why I like the Praetorian Guard so much, is they actually put up a fight with non-lightsaber weapons and were accomplishing things. And I was like, that's so rare in the films of this series, and I, I get excited whenever a character is able to do that. Um, is it is the figure actually any good? Yeah. Okay, um, good, good, good. The The fur on the shoulders... Um, doesn't scale great. Yeah. Um, but I think if you get like a fine tooth comb and, and work it for a bit, it it will lay down better. Yeah. Um, and then like her big, um, vinyl strips that hang down in front of her legs, uh, hinders, uh, her leg movement a little like she's kind of awkward sitting on that swoop bike she doesn't sit on it great um because of that but for the most part it's a pretty good looking figure how's the Um, i mean it's stupid big but how's the swoop bike the detailing on it's really good there's tons of sculpted detail 
it's nice. It's just gigantic. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it looks cool. It's just like the scenes where she's riding around on a swoop bike, there's either a giant train or like four other people on swoop bikes. And so just her on a swoop bike is kind of, it's not like it's bad. It's just like this, it's unnecessary. And I, I feel, I feel, I get the impression that like part of the idea with this is like, hey, if people just want more swoop bikes, they can just buy more of this and I don't know, sell off the Enfys nests. Oh single. crap, I should have checked ebay for a single business i yeah i could have saved a lot of money potentially as i was saying that i was just sitting there going like wait i never thought of that until just now and also i'd be one of the people who would buy a solo emphasis nest without the swoop bike damn it maybe (laughs) i can sell the swoop bike to people who want more swoop bikes but if you don't have the rest of her gang, do you really even need swoop bikes? More swoop That's the bikes? thing. Also, yeah, with the toy, like like Solo probably not getting a lot of other toys for a good couple of years. Like the whole thing maybe is stop gapped now. Um, yeah, I, I lost you. This is all reminding me of of a, a panel I was taking part in, where at some point someone was ex- in the audience was explaining to me that Star Wars is a dead toy brand, and I remember sitting there kind of going like. That sounds like one of those conclusions people come to when one wave does real bad. I'm guessing they mean the solo wave. And I'm like, I don't actually... I, I started, nope. then I was... You came back. Oh, did I did I pop out for a bit? Uh, I think it was my end. Okay. But yeah, I have been I've lost you weird... for a good 15, 20 seconds. I was... Okay, what I was talking about was I was... I was recently on a panel where at one point someone in the audience brought up like how Star Wars is a dying toy brand because etc, etc. And I was like, I bet you they're just talking about the solo wave. And then I started to want to engage that. And I was like, you know, at this point, maybe I'm just going to leave this alone. But it's it's kind of a bummer that, like, I'm so much more interested in a handful of solo toys, which may still come out. But, like, I'm so uninterested in, like, a whole lot of what Star Wars does put out. Um, I think they have announced all the solo figures I would want. So I think they're still coming out. Because I still want... Um, Lando's robot lady friend, even though she was kind of squandered in the film because it's a Star Wars movie and they always do that Leet? with robots. Yeah, whatever her name was. Spells Leet. Yeah. They, um, Star Wars hates its robots. It loves its robots, but then if, if it's like, hey, what if you do something with the robots? Star Wars is always like, what if we don't? With like this huge <laughs> grin on their face. And it's like, all right, well, maybe I hate you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I haven't looked much into it with her and Galaxy of Heroes, but I've seen some videos that suggest that she, in the right squad, is potentially super annoying to have to fight against. Like, nah. you match her up in the right team. Yeah. And the right teams aren't always what you would assume. Um, Like... I don't think young Lando was part of that right team. That makes sense. I mean, his, how do you put this? Having seen the movie, I don't see them as a duo in a video game sense, really accomplishing very much. So that, that sounds sensible to me on a game design level. Like what she would be good at would involve other characters than a Lando. Yeah. Well, all the, uh, solo movie characters they added, um, they added that robot, young Han, Chewie, um, Korra. Uh, those, that grouping, 
Uh, Nest is outside of that grouping. But they all have this mechanic that's unique to just them where they boost each other in an, in a way that I haven't played with enough to really understand. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's really making them a viable squad. Um, but that robot outside of that squad and some other grab bag kind of squad sounds like she has a lot of potential to be a, a, a powerful character. Uh, it's kind of weird how that game works sometimes. <laughs> and I wonder if I lost Chris again. Because I don't hear anybody. Let's try switching my internet connection. And... Are we back? Are we back? Hi there. Am I, I just heard you. I just heard you. Okay. Yeah, you uh, anyway. you you <laughs> properly blipped out in that good old Comcast way. <laughs> yep. What else is no? Um. Anyway, I looked up. Uh, and then you just left Emphy's nest on. Oh, you're oh, back. Geez. What happened? <laughs> it. I. You said yep, and then left the call on my end. <laughs> Oh, okay. Like straight, well, straight I just got the big notice. tone. Yeah, I, well, I just got the big reconnecting tone, and that freaked me out. Weird. Um. And, uh, anyway, I looked up Emphy's Nest here on eBay, and there was somebody selling Nest without the swoop bike for fifty dollars. And somebody else the... selling this. Somebody else selling Nest with or selling the swoop bike without Nest for twenty dollars. Damn it. I'm on the wrong side of the equation. <laughs> everyone already knows the part that everyone wants. I'm too late. <laughs> uh, and if you oh. go looking, if you go looking on eBay, watch out because there's also like the four inch nest and swoop bike. You might think you're getting a deal because they're cheaper and then find out that you got the little ones. <laughs> I only wasn't want what black you series. Yeah. Oh, Enfys Nest and Swoop Bike has been marked down 34% on Amazon.ca. Well, there you go. Hmm. I'm going to wish list it. Because it's my um, birthday this month. What? This, yeah. this has to be a scammer. Oh, holy crap. From there's Romania. A, there's a, hang on, there's a four inch scale Enfys Nest in vintage collection coming out. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, be careful you don't accidentally buy the small version. No, no, there's a small version with the swoop bike who's like oh, five points oh, of articulation. Yeah. And but like this... the old school packaging. Yeah, with actual articulation and, and cloth goods. I Oh, I can add this to cart right now. It's not out yet, but they'll just deliver it whenever. I think I'm going to do that. And this one has the, uh, the fold-out forearm guards, too, as like swappable parts. Hell yeah. Okay. Anyway, we sorted that out. What's up, everyone? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Seth, there was one other thing that we both got off topic. I just realized. I don't think you've actually cracked it open yet, but uh, I, I picked up for half price because there was a sale going on that No Man's Sky. Wow, I wish I got it at half price. Um, 
because I, I went on Steam and they were like, for the next nine hours, it is oh. thirty Canadian. I got it on the Xbox. Oh, original yeah. Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> on the on the mammoth Xbox. Yeah, uh, it looks did, terrible. <laughs> did you boot, did you boot it up at all yet? No, I haven't. I have not had a chance. Ah. By the time it finished downloading that day that I bought it, it was way too late. And yeah. then I was out most of today. I, I put some hours into it. I'm kind of digging it. Like, I didn't play it at all until, like, a few days ago. So after the big yeah. fancy patch. It's pretty neat. Uh, I really want to try some multiplayer sometime. But, like, I, I think the only thing about it is, like, now there's so much in it. And apparently a lot of the stuff that comes off as so much was not as complicated before a couple patches or whatever. But um, I kind of dig it. it. It's a little once I got over the part, once I realized there are very few things that will actually try to kill me, it got a lot less spooky because there was a good period. Maybe it's also because in my opening half hour, I came across whispering eggs. But there was a good, good hour in the beginning where I was just terrified <laughs> of everything going on because I also find space scary. Um, but I'm, I'm in a better spot now. I think the main thing is just like. I really wish there was a, I could hold tab and see a top down map of an area because everything is using this compass and you have to like turn around and look for stuff. And I just I get turned around constantly and get lost and forget where things are all the time and I can't see them. And it's it, that's a little annoying, but I, I don't know, it's it's pretty fun. Um, some of the stuff I saw as being part of these new patches. I couldn't even fathom playing the game without those things being there. They feel like they're a little integral to making it a more complete experience. Uh so it's neat. I'm I'm looking forward to playing some more. Yeah. Yeah. Um I was always interested in it, but when it got a very poor reception initially, um, that made me step back. But then it sounded like people got pretty excited off that patch. At least more it it seemed like it was more of a game. Yeah. Um some people seems like they, after sort of finding the edges of of the patch, are like, yeah, you know, it's still better, but it's not great. It's still really weird, and there's plenty of th like having only played it for you know a couple days. There's plenty about it I could see being utterly off-putting, or like just not connecting with all kinds of different types of folks. Um, I just I just was kind of digging it, like it it. it I found that balance for that game that, that works, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, well, I'm kind of into the idea of a game where I'm just exploring and it's not like constant combat sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, like, like, like to be honest, the only thing I found frustrating was the parts where sometimes space pirates come after you while you're traveling around. Cause uh -huh. I was kind of like, this game is so combat hands, or at least I'm, I'm so in control of when combat can happen it actually is kind of annoying that it could just pop up while I'm flying around. Um, like, you can just run away, but I don't want to think about it. I just want to think, like, if, I, if I'm going to go into warp to go to a planet I've bookmarked, I want to, like, I've actually stopped flying between planets right now because I've set up a whole lot of bases and with teleporters, and you can, with those teleporters, also go to any space station you've been to. So I've kind of just been using teleporters to get around more so than actually traversing space, <laughs> like in a spaceship. Uh, cause your ship just shows up wherever you pop out. Um, 
but yeah, there's, it's, it seems pretty good. And apparently it's moddable, so like you could probably turn off the space pirates if you really want to. But yeah, I'm I'm digging it. Um, and I, I guess that brings us uh, to the end of the podcast. So wow. thank you for joining me. Uh, and thank you all, dear listeners, for listening to us. We will talk to you again later. And in the meantime, stay safe out there. Uh, enjoy your toys. And uh, I don't know. Be nice to somebody. <laughs> <laughs>